This is W T M. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. Are you drinking up? First, you gotta do the trouble shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W G M. Watch this movie. Welcome back to a brand new episode of WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. My safe word is keep going. Joining me per usual is Mr. Positivity, Wolfie T. I can't talk too long. I got to poo. What's up? Still just hanging out. <laughs> we recorded a lot of these episodes back to back. Yeah, we're recording two today. Yeah. We both have uh, MLK Day off. Yep. I figured it would be a good idea to hammer them out since we had a couple of light months last year. So, yep, get a few in the can, then uh, Mm -hmm. you know, barring any unforeseen situations, we could still get some out. But I think this episode is going to be a real problem because you know what movie we're doing today? Problem Problem Child Child. (laughs) from nineteen ninety. I was just looking this up, and I don't remember this, but there was a Problem Child animated series that apparently ran for two seasons in 93 and 94, and also a made-for-TV Problem Child 3, colon, Junior in Love. I don't remember that at all. It's from 1995. I remember that movie being a thing but i don't know if i've seen it i totally don't remember remember anything from it and i don't remember if i ever saw the animated series but i did love this movie as a kid i found this one to not hold up as much as i was hoping i just i didn't find it as as funny as i did when i when i was a kid which is to be expected for pretty much all these movies are doing but right i mean i still liked it you know but I, I kind of understand, like, maybe, like, my, maybe why my mom would hate it at the time it came out, <laughs> that type of a thing, and, like, not want her kids to watch it. I understand, too. We kind of talked about it off air, that a lot of times these movie, this movie would be shown back-to-back with Problem Child 2. And yep. so I think a lot of the bits run together. Uh, so you kind of... You you think of something that happened in the Problem Child movies, but it's not in the movie that you thought it happened in. And yeah. I think it would be interesting to go back and watch Problem Child 2 just to see, you know, how much of the stuff that I remember was from that that wasn't in the first one. Now this one, like, I don't know if I ever rented this when I was a kid or I definitely didn't see it in the theater. But this was on either like USA Network or TNT or TBS. It was on cable every fucking holiday. And we would watch it every fucking holiday. So it was like, for whatever reason, like Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, like they would always just run Problem Child and Problem Child 2, like on a marathon. And so we would just have it on and it would just be like, that would be the entertainment for, you know, the holiday gathering. You know, I just didn't watch Problem Child. I'm surprised either that- your mom would allow such a thing. 
It was either that or like the Indiana Jones movies would be on. Yeah. Like, I'm, I know I've seen all the Indiana Jones movies, at least in part, because they used to be on TV all the time. And it's kind of the same thing as with these ones where, like, I can't remember if I've actually seen the full theatrical version, like uncut, no commercials. But, like, I've seen Problem Child so many times just because it was always on TV, mm-hmm. like on holidays. And it's like, well, there's nothing else to watch on TV today, so we'll, we'll just throw this on because it's, it's like slapstick humor. Like... I don't think my mom liked it too much because it's a disrespectful little little kid, you know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like it was harmless enough. It was it was similar enough to other things that we were into at the time, where like like Home Alone was kind of the same way, where it's just like a a bratty kid getting into slapstick situations. Yeah, I think it was uh, USA Network that this was on all the time. That sounds about right. So. Um, yeah, that, that's how I saw it. I honestly can't remember when I first saw it, but it was definitely a staple of my childhood. Like anytime we'd have like a holiday gathering, like the TV would just go on one of those channels. It was showing movies all day and it was more often than not problem child and problem child too. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, get to the details directed by Dennis Dugan. Who's done a lot of Adam Sandler movies? <laughs> that name sounds familiar. Yep. Happy Gilmore. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Uh, Don't mess with the Zohan. Big Daddy. Uh, Grown Ups. One and Two. Jack and Jill. Uh, Pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Benchwarmers. Saving Silverman. Wait. Sorry, that's he acted in some of them as well. I'm trying to get the ones he just directed. I mean, he pretty much did all those I mentioned. Except uh, oh, the last one. I thought for a second that he did Norbit, but turning around and looking at my Norbit poster, it was Brian Robbins directed Norbit. Mm. But yeah, Dennis Dugan, you know, definitely familiar from all the Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, this was the first film he directed. Previously uh, directing some episodes of Moonlighting uh, and Wise Guy, which... Uh, <laughs> we just saw in that last episode we recorded of uh, Great Outdoors and that Benning was on that show for an episode. It's like the first thing she did. And then uh, the TV series Hunter, he also directed two episodes. You know, you talk about Problem Child being his first like theatrical movie. Like as a kid, I just kind of assumed this was a movie that was made for TV because it was always on TV. Like it never occurred to me that, oh, this is the type of movie that would be in a movie theater. You know, it was like a weird concept for me to wrap my head around. Yeah. And TV movies were a lot more popular when we were growing up. Yeah. Because I don't, you know, this came out in 1990. I would have been three years old. So it's like, I don't know if I would have remembered the advertising for it. And, uh, you know, it's just by the time it came into my consciousness, it was like, well, it's just always on TV. Uh, it must be, you know, USA put together a movie and they just run it all the time. Yep. Uh, starring Michael Oliver as Junior, John Ritter as Ben, or Little Ben, Jack Warden as Big Ben. You'll Jack Warden is fantastic in this movie. <laughs> He's, He's so good. He's fantastic in everything I see him in. 
He's uh, great. He's, he's great in Problem Child 2. And uh, also, I used to love him in uh, Dirty Work. He's the dirty old uh, <laughs> dad of, I guess, both Artie Lang and Norm McDonald's characters. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried is in here as Mr. Peabody. Amy Yesbeck plays Flo, Little Ben's wife. Michael Richards is Martin Beck, or the Bowtie Killer. BTK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Peter Jurassic as Roy. He's the neighbor or buddy of Ben. Uh, Dennis Dugan did a cameo as the All-American Dad. He was the kid who, or the guy who had the kid looking for the canteen. <laughs> such a great scene. Both the scenes with that kid were hilarious. <laughs> Remember him from Happy Gilmore? He was the head of the PGA, which he also directed, but played like the head of the PGA. But um, yeah, let's uh, get to the synopsis. A young boy is just short of a monster. He is adopted by a loving man and his wacky wife. The laughs keep coming as the boy pushes them to the limits. That is not a good synopsis, but the other ones are really long. They like tell- this. They're just written by users. Yeah. I like how the synopsis is basically a review of the film. Yeah. <laughs> written by Glenn J. Schwarak at Glenn at G. I don't know. They have his email address or something. <laughs> he wants to put that in there in like 1996 or something like that. Yeah. I have no idea what that uh, email carrier is. Anywho. Yeah. First note I have is bad to the bone they really wear these songs out they have like two songs that they play like over and over again in this movie at least it seems like they do or like they'll play little snippets because they have uh, bad to the bone and um oh they have a uh, real wild child yeah by iggy pop they're real born wild to be child. wild <laughs> yeah born, born to, to be, be wild. wild i think they play that twice it's my party so i mean they you know they don't have a lot of songs in the soundtrack but like the ones i have are pretty heavy hitters yeah mm-hmm. and then i don't know the end credit song is called problem child and it's by the beach boys yeah I, I, do you think this was written for the movie <laughs> well i saw in the opening credits it said the original song written by and performed by the beach boys problem child so i think yeah they just wrote it for the movie i hope that's in the trivia because <laughs> that's amazing if they got the beach boys I'll be, this is 1990 Beach Boys, and it was probably, uh, what, Kevin Love's uncle, uh, <laughs> you know, writing the, you know, making the decisions. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's pretty amazing to me that the Beach Boys, one of the biggest bands in the history of music, <laughs> is lowering themselves to do the <laughs> fucking title song for her problem child. Well, I'm sure it was somewhat of a... I wouldn't say it's a high-profile movie, but it definitely wasn't a low-profile. I mean, John Ritter was still kind of big at the time with his Three's Company fame. Uh, it's, they're doing a family movie here, so I can kind of see how they could have a big enough budget to get some of these heavy-hitter songs and I guess hire the Beach Boys to. It probably costs the same to get the rights to big, you know, big-name songs as it did to hire the Beach Boys to create right. an original song. I mean, they had Michael Richards, who he would have been doing Seinfeld by then, but it, yeah, just barely. Seinfeld wasn't popular yet, but yeah, it hadn't taken off yet. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it was funny because it seemed like Michael Richards actually played one of his Seinfeld characters in Problem Child <laughs> when he's when he busts out of prison. It look, looks like he was doing his H.E. Pennypacker 
uh, character <laughs> or Art Vandalay. <laughs> when he had to be Art Vandalay for uh, yeah. cover for George that one episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the opening credits are, like you said, set to the song Bad to the Bone, which would be ripped off by Terminator 2 a year later. You know, mm-hmm. can't have anything <laughs> original. Um, but it's, it kind of starts the same way that Norbit starts, but like less ridiculous because it's uh, Junior doing a voiceover about how he was born and how his parents dropped him off at somebody's house in a basket. <laughs> and then it's just a montage of him being passed from family to family as he gets bigger and bigger. And uh, like the first person is like a rich family and the woman's like, go, oh, you know, get get everything ready to her, you know, to her maid or whatever. And she picks up the baby and the pee's right in her face. It's like the first thing you see is the baby <laughs> peeing in a woman's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that basket definitely gets worn out by the end of the montage. <laughs> I like how that's just, you know, accepted. You know, you just drop a child in a basket outside somebody's home and then they have to take care of it. Like nobody calls CPS or the police or anything like that. <laughs> it's like, well, it's mine now. Uh, I guess, I mean, that used to happen, I suppose. I mean, it must have happened at some point because that's... Drop them off at the fire station. That's a pretty common uh, trope, uh, or at least it used to be. So maybe they thought it was the stork bringing their baby. You know, they were still going on the stork myth of uh, baby birthing. But so there's a couple things I, I noted. Like he's in one home, he feeds the cat detergent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is pretty hilarious. It didn't kill it; it just made it bubbly when it burped. And then he vacuumed the fish out of the fish bowl. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had the one home he was in was a trailer home, and uh, his uh, current father figure stepped on one of his bulldozer toys so he bulldozed the whole fucking trailer and that ends up being the last straw and he gets dumped with the nuns at the (laughs) orphanage who he always refers to as penguins have you ever seen a penguin fly (laughs) (laughs) and he becomes a uh, a bit of a photographer at the orphanage. Oh my! Yes, he does. Uh, uh, Michael Oliver needs to be me tooed. <laughs> <laughs> he sure does. He stopped. I looked at his IMDb. He stopped acting in 1995. Yep. So he probably for the best. I don't know. But uh, anyways, we meet some of the other main characters. Little Ben. And Flo are at the fertility clinic mm-hmm. trying to pick up boys' names. Ben wants Henry. And uh, what, what did uh, Flo want? Donald is a Don- wealthy and powerful name, I noticed. <laughs> I wonder where she got that from. <laughs> I wonder what Donald would have been wealthy and powerful in 1990 <laughs> that everybody was admiring their uh, <laughs> business acumen and their ability to build wealth. <laughs> I remember that scene where they're in the doctor's office and he's got the model of the female uh, <laughs> female anatomy uh, yeah, reproductive organs 
<laughs> he's like just dropping on me like well you don't even have one of these and like, your <laughs> green thing is brown and <laughs> in other words uh it came back positive oh positive is good no <laughs> positive is bad negative is good what <laughs> what's po- you're positively infertile 99 we pride ourselves on a 99 percent success rate well you're in the one percent so uh Flo can never have her own children and they get kind of so you're having sex every night for nothing (laughs) (laughs) well you find out at some point that the only reason Flo wants children is so that she can achieve status in the neighborhood and be invited to all the other neighbors uh children's birthday parties mm-hmm. because as a, uh, a childless adult woman she is on the outskirts of society and she is kind of an outcast and she has to have that status uh, and the only way to achieve it is to have a child it's one way to go about it i guess <laughs> <laughs> now, she is such a bitch <laughs> She's like obsessed with her pets too. She's got a cat and a cockatiel or whatever it is. Hello. Hello. (laughs) She loves her cats, her cat and her bird a lot more than she does her husband. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know how Ben got, you know, hooked up with her, but she seems like she really settled. Then again, his dad is rich, right? Because he owns uh, Big Ben's sporting goods. Mm -hmm. It is kind of confusing Watch the movie like the first time. You're like, why? Why did these two people hook up? <laughs> like, how did that happen? A little Ben is a little, little passive though. Lets people walk all over him. He's kind of a beta. <laughs> <laughs> a beta what? He's a soy boy beta cock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's what they would call him today. They would call him a cuck. <laughs> Honestly, if they made this, like, it's rated PG, but like, if they made it today, I think there would be more overt scenes of Flo just, like, cheating all over the place on, on Ben. Although she does hook up with the BTK later. Yeah. And she has all those uh, pictures, those magazines. <laughs> that's her, right. That's mom's, uh, that's her personal drawers. Shouldn't go in there. <laughs> he had no idea what was in there. Right. Speaking of the bow tie killer, Junior sees him on TV. So I was a little confused because they said that they just caught him. Was that like a an old news report? I thought that was like a new news report. But then later he's like, I haven't been with a woman in 15 years. I haven't done this and that in 15 years. It's like, well, like, were you in jail for 15 years? Or like, did he break he, uh... out and then they caught him again? Or like, what was the deal? Because I thought he'd already he'd already escaped from that prison before. Okay, like they caught him because he had escaped from the prison, and then he escapes again. There, okay, that makes more sense. Because I thought he was like on the loose, like they hadn't caught him before. But if he was in that prison for fifteen years and then he escaped and then they they caught him, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Of course, Junior is just head over heels for the bowtie killer so much so <laughs> that he. He starts wearing a bow tie all the time mm-hmm. so he can be just like him. Is that our first clip? Uh, no. no, it's a little bit later. He, um, 
he writes the bow tie killer later um but we get a few other scenes before that kind of set up junior getting out of the uh the orphanage because he writes it to him once he starts uh getting out when he, when he is yeah, yeah. Yep. but before that we get we get a few discussions with ben and Flo about adopting and uh i wrote down this one line that Flo says that i thought was pretty hilarious she goes i don't wear secondhand clothes and i won't have a secondhand kid adoption <laughs> is out <laughs> but uh little ben kind of changes her mind you know you don't have to have the baby and blah 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 but from there we end up meeting big ben who runs a sporting goods store that little ben works at and Big Ben is also running for mayor, mm-hmm. which will come into play later. But we got that scene that we kind of mentioned earlier with Dennis Duggan. Is that his name, Dennis? Yeah. And uh, the son, like, Lil Ben is so jealous because the son is telling him about how his dad is such a great dad and they're going camping and he's going to show me how to do all this stuff. And, you know, it's uh, just a dream for little Ben to have that same relationship. But uh, we find out that his relationship with his dad, not so great. And I think this is the first clip where Big Ben calls him into his office to tell him the bad news that he's selling the store. Because he calls him into his office over the loudspeaker, like the the PA for the whole entire store. And it's like, (laughs) little Ben, get your ass in here or something like that. And it's just like, what are you doing? How is this guy such a successful businessman? (laughs) Here it is. That's right. Big Ben's is 100% American. I'm selling the store to the Japs. I I, 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 bought what? Thought I was going to leave it to you one day? Well, I'm not. I'm selling to the Hirohito Corporation. Well, I, I, I still get the land, right, Dad? No, you won't. No, no. I'm selling that, too. Everything from here to the river. What? Dad, I, I, I can't believe this. I slaved for you for over 10 years without even a raise or a promotion. Is there a lesson to be learned from all of this? A lesson? How about don't trust anyone? Not even your own father? Especially your own father. You know your problem? You're too nice. I expect a little backstabbing from you. Some ruthless scrambling to get to the top. But you stubbornly refuse to follow my example. Ten years without a promotion or a raise. Heck of a dad. Oh my god. Like, wouldn't you question something? Ten fucking years without a raise? And didn't they say they started him at the top and they demoted him down to fucking, or maybe I just made that up in my head, but it, uh, I thought they said like they started him into management and then they demoted him down to like sales because he was such a shitty, you know, manager. He was such a pushover mm-hmm. that he couldn't keep him there. <laughs> Surprised you never uh, tried to, <laughs> you know, wrangle power away from me and you know climb your way to the top expect a little more out of you expect a little more backstabbing right (laughs) have i taught you nothing (laughs) don't trust anybody that was stone cold's motto so i got i got a lot of that growing up you know from big ben stone cold steve austin don't trust anybody that's the bottom line (laughs) 
about that little league game? Did you see the team names on those those jerseys? What was it? Uh, the Rangers? Wasn't one of them the Rangers? It was the Braves and the Chieftains. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, it was kind of weird to me that Lil Ben is coaching Little League and he doesn't have a kid. Like, isn't that strange? Like, usually yeah. it's one of the dads. Until he really wants a kid, though. That's how you know. I guess Big Ben did sponsor the field or whatever, but it was still strange that you're just going to have a random childless guy out there coaching Little League. Mm-hmm. Usually that's uh, what pedos do. <laughs> and then the other coach is going to have a baby and he rubs it in his face. Mm-hmm. You know, Gets him so. that cigar. It's a boy <laughs> cigar. That's Mitch Hedberg's favorite brand. <laughs> what? I don't know if I remember that joke, that bit. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg likes cigars, but he doesn't like he doesn't know what types of cigars or brands are good. So when everybody asked, when anybody asked him, like what kind of cigars he smokes, he's like, "It's a boys." Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. But um, is the next scene basically uh, Gilbert Gottfried? Yeah. So Junior's been torturing the nuns, especially the <laughs> one with the big fucking mole on her face. <laughs> I think she's like the head nun. And um, he's sent to the. Uh, what Gilbert Gottfried's like the head of the agency, like the adoption agency, I think. Yeah. Or the orphanage. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he Some works. Some sort for of the a orphanage. social worker. Yeah. And so, like, Junior thinks he's going in there and he's going to get in trouble or whatever. So you'll hear in the clip, like, how he starts and then uh, there's a turn in the middle after he finds out that it's not what he thought it was. psychologist i'm not all i'm saying is maybe all the child needs is to be loved oh let's cut the crap mr peabody either junior goes or you find yourself some new nuns no 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 don't please please don't hyperventilate don't hyperventilate just take a deep breath and relax the only way we can straighten this out is by hearing what junior has to say about it It's a boy nun. He wants to be a boy nun. 
Let me tell you something. It takes a big man to admit his mistakes, and there is a big man. It is in the opinion of myself and my agency of which I represent that Junior will not be removed from this orphanage. Removed? What do you mean, removed? Oh, don't worry about it, Junior. You see, the nuns just made a suggestion you might be happier outside of the orphanage. <laughs> What's so funny? You are, you stupid dick. You see, he's wicked. You're not saying you'd rather not be in the orphanage, are you? Doy, big March Peabrain, I want out! You see, Mr. Peabody, the child is incorrigible. I'm what? Why you speak English, lady? Uh, look, maybe uh, what maybe the child the is trying to say right. is that... Maybe if I shrug my shoulders and move around my hands like this, maybe people will think I know what I'm talking about. Look, it's obvious that the kid's unbalanced. I mean, I knew that from the start. I was playing devil's advocate. <laughs> Devil, you know. Uh, anyway, on behalf of myself and the agency, this child is going to be removed from this orphanage as soon as possible. Well, hurry the hell up. I'm not getting any younger. I hope the lighter is like, priest, it's like, it's like a nun with a jacket. <laughs> what? It's like a boy nun. <laughs> <laughs> and Junior calls him a dick. <laughs> I like that he started uh, mocking uh, Gilbert Godfrey's character. Too. <laughs> uh, watching this again, it I was kind of surprised at actually how young Michael Oliver is. Like, I just right. remember him being a little older, I think. You know, like 10 or something. But no, he's like, you know, seven, six or seven. I mean, he's, the character is supposed to be seven. Right. I forget how old Michael Oliver was at the time. But yeah, and I think, you know, watching it as a kid, like, you don't really, uh, like, you think that, you know, you see it through your, your eyes as a child, right? So if you yeah. saw it when you're like four, like, oh man, that kid's way older than me. And then uh, you don't realize, oh, I fucking grew up and he didn't and he was much younger than I thought he was. I had no idea of how fucking aging worked back then. Ever yeah, when I was a kid and I'd watch movies, I just basically thought everyone that wasn't like elderly, like if I'm watching Beverly Hills Cop, I would just assume, oh, Andy Murphy, he's like 40. Everyone's like right. 40. <laughs> yeah. you know, the time like Beverly Hills Cop, he was... I don't know, 25 maybe, something yeah. like that. But it was like everyone that was like an adult, well, they're all 40. <laughs> like they're and, way older than me, so they must be, you know. And then you're, now you're like 10 years older than some of these characters that you watched back in the day, and I'm like, holy shit, they're young. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like especially like looking at the parents in these movies with uh, that are based around the kids, it's like, Shit, I'm older than that parent. That's so depressing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so we get Peabody promising to take Junior out of the uh, orphanage. And then we, I don't know if it happens right here or not, but Flo does her speech about how parenting is power and how they need a kid to be invited to parties. And then... Uh, I think it's after our next clip, but Peabody. His first name is Igor. Did you see that? His name is Igor Peabody. Uh, I missed it. Is that on his desk? Yeah. 
Okay. And he sells Flo and Ben on adopting Junior. But um, right before that, we get a scene of Junior in school, and they're writing to their pen pals. Like, I forget what the other kids are writing to. They're writing to, like, the Queen of England, and I forget some other, like, like celebrities or, or like, people who are thought of as, like, good, caring people. Meanwhile, Junior's writing to the fucking uh, bowtie killer. And, uh, like, he's in prison himself. Like, he's a prison-to-prison pen bell situation. But mm-hmm. um, we get a voiceover of what Junior's writing to his friend. <laughs> Dear Bowtie Killer, how's prison? There's a nice picture of you on the front page that I'm going to add to my collection. Even though we've never met, I feel we have a lot in common. Nobody understands us. I'm still wearing a bow tie, so I can look just like you. After all these letters, I've got good news. I'm getting out. Isn't that great? Your number one fan, Junior. Smoke. to disturb you, but this letter came for you. Read this to me. Hey, hey, it's a, it's a letter from JR. Yeah? Someday we're gonna meet up on the outside. We're gonna do some serious damage. Good news. I'm getting out. What? He's getting paroled? They gotta be out of their minds. You know that guy? He's crazier than I Chill, the warden. Well, well, if it isn't our model prisoner looking so pretty today in his little bow tie. Hey, warden! I love that part where he throws that weight at the warden. Oh, I just lost my shit this time when I saw it. Just the way he says it, I don't know. And then he just chucks it at him and warden just, you know... Falls off the backside. Yeah. Hey, so the, yeah, the warden's up on like a catwalk over the yard or whatever. And <laughs> and uh, the bow tie killer picks up like, it was like a 30 pound dumbbell or something. Mm-hmm. And he just heaves it just effortlessly. He shot puts it right up there. <laughs> right up there. Hits him right in the chest. And he goes over the railing backwards <laughs> down to the floor <laughs> below. Later, he shows up with, like, a cast on his arm and his leg, and he's got a neck brace on. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. But from there, we get the scene of uh, Ben and Flo picking up Junior at the orphanage. So uh, everybody's out there to make sure that Junior fucking leaves. And uh, Ben is out there and is all blue. He's wearing blue all over and Junior, he's such a sociopath. He's like, he knows how to push his buttons. Like, hey, what's your favorite color? Mine's blue. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mr. Peabody, he's like, why, why did you pick me? Like, Mr. Peabody said you were voted the most popular orphan two years in a row. That was smart of him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when he asked them why they adopted and didn't have their own kid. 
And Ben's like, well, you never know what you're getting with a baby. It could be a dud. <laughs> what? Sounds like his wife. Right. <laughs> and then as soon as they pull off and they're, you know, drive down the, the road with them, everybody's out the windows with balloons and confetti and they're dancing and dancing. Everybody's just celebrating that they don't have to deal with Junior anymore. They spent a lot of money in that one little sight gag. <laughs> it was a lot of balloons, though, confetti, right? and all those actors. That's true. A lot of them are child actors, though, so they probably don't have to pay them. Got to pay them scale, right? Because they're not real people. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking not. of which, did you read about uh, Michael Oliver's mother? And no. legal dealings with the film studio? No, I don't think I did. So on the eve of shooting, you know, production starting on Problem Child 2, threatened to pull Michael Oliver out of the film if his salary wasn't increased from 80000 to half a million. So at, at the time, they were, you know, they were kind of, well, they would have been fucked. They're like, oh, shit, we're going to start production on the sequel and we're not going to have the kid anymore. And so then they ended up, giving them a bunch of money. I don't, I think uh, they only ended up paying like 250,000 or so because mm-hmm. they sued the mother because she, you know, she kind of bent them over a barrel. And so the judge ruled in the studio's favor actually. And cause they, they hadn't paid them the full half million. It was like, okay, we'll give you the half million, but you know, in installments right. so at that time, they probably pay 250,000. And then, I think uh, they had to come to some agreement between that figure and the 80000 So the mother had to give some of the money back to the studio. That's probably why there wasn't, he wasn't in Problem Child 3. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Problem Child 3 was 95. So he would have been five years older. So I guess he would have been the right age for it because it says he's a preteen in that one. So... Plus, it was a TV movie, so the budget was probably way less. But that could also be because they didn't get the actual actor. Yeah. And I'm sure they like, would have loved to do a, a third one in 92. You know, yeah. and they just had this, these legal troubles with the mother. So. It looks like, um, what's his name? The dad. John Ritter wasn't in the third one either. Brock Pierce was. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Oofta. We won't get into that one. <laughs> We're talking about Brock Pierce enough for an eternity. Yeah, you can just check out our Mighty Ducks episode from last year. Oof. It's a was long one. Last year or two years ago? That was two years ago, I think. Yeah, because we didn't do any last year for because of COVID, I think. Yeah, because no. Jason was on that one. Okay. But I think we did some last year because we did them in like, you know, January or February. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah, it would have been two. It would have been twenty nineteen. Anyways, so yeah, they bring Junior back to their house. Lil Ben is ecstatic. Flo, not so much, especially when Junior meets her pets. Mm-hmm. And that cat does not like Junior. <laughs> he just like grabs it and it just like freaks out. He's like, "You have a beautiful house." <laughs> yes, and we're gonna keep it nice and clean, aren't we? The bird talk. Hello. Is that the only Horse thing mother. it says? Yeah. At least for our next clip. Yeah. So here we go. Do I get my own 
bed? Your own bed, Junior. This is the big time. You get your own room. Wow! I hope you like clowns. <laughs> oh, my God. They're retarded. So, what do you think, big guy? Well, there sure are a lot of clowns. <laughs> yeah. That must be your new grandpa. Now, Junior, you stay right here. We'll give old Gramps a big surprise, okay? Dad, are we glad to see you. Come on in. Yeah, so what's this big surprise you dragged me over here for? Well, Dad, here's a hint. Oh, my God! <laughs> Finally! <laughs> you and Flo cooked up a cute little kid for my campaign. <laughs> you know, I thought you were getting fatter, Mama. What's my little grandson do? Fatter? No, Dad, no, no. Lawrence is not gonna have a baby. You rascal, you. You followed my advice and took your sperm to somebody who knows what to do with it, huh? <laughs> a surrogate mother. Listen, tell me something. You make out with a cup or you get to bump a real live one? <laughs> no, no, Dad, we adopted. Are you insane? I thought you'd be happy. Come on, happy. You don't know what you're letting yourself in for. Don't take mother's garbage blood. For all you know, his parents may have met in a loony bin. They might even be Democrats. He's a beautiful kid, Dad. Relax. Once you meet him, you'll love him like your very own. I would like to proudly present the newest member of the Healy family, Junior. No! Junior! 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 So many, uh, Words spoken in that clip. Uh, I'll Jack take... Warden. <laughs> Jack Warden, just fantastic. Just one of the best <laughs> scenes in the movie. It could be Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were getting fatter. <laughs> yeah. And Michael, you make it with, <laughs> you make it with a cup or with a real life specimen. <laughs> you get to bump a real life one. <laughs> and Michael Oliver too. I'll take things you can't say today for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> oh my God, they're retarded. <laughs> it should be noted that's he's saying that in his head. Like yeah. he doesn't say that out loud. That's a that's an inner monologue. But still, <laughs> a seven year old in nineteen ninety is just like throwing the R word around. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see? Uh, I think a female race car driver got in trouble for that. Yeah, that's weekend. She said the, the slur, the dreaded R word. And uh, I think it was during like a live streaming uh, race thing or something. Or other. It was like she was streaming something. They were doing like a virtual race. Okay. And uh, I didn't see the clip, I don't think. But uh, I guess she said, I, I like every time they post one of those articles and they say R word, like R dash word. Mm-hmm. Like nobody knows what they're talking about because <laughs> like probably 75% of the people in the country don't know that that's like ex- unacceptable anymore <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah somebody did get in trouble for that so but, like all the replies on that tweet that i saw about it were like that's retarded like, <laughs> like they're just making fun of it like <laughs> but, uh that's what junior thought of uh ben and flo after they showed him the clown room 
mm-hmm. which he started on fire pretty quickly. Like it was engulfed. Like it was very flammable. What was uh, Jack Ward yelling? That's a thousand dollar what? Um, I'm not sure. Jacket maybe. I don't know. Because he throws the cat at him. Like, he throws the cat in uh, Grandpa's face. Yeah. yeah they, then, I, uh, I could play it uh, again real quick, I think. Yeah, let's try it. And you'll love him like your very own. I would like to proudly present the newest member of the Healy family, Junior. No! Junior! It's a thousand dollar what? I think he said coat. Okay, but what coat? Was he wearing? He was he wasn't wearing a coat. Now let's see. Uh, actually, no wait. Yeah, he was carrying one on his arm, wasn't he? And then I think uh, John Ritter took it to put out the fire. That must have been okay. what it yeah. was. Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, he would have burned the whole fucking house down. You know, I was thinking too. Like after he throws the cat on Big Ben. Like everybody goes after Big Ben and they worry about him, but like they just let the room burn. Like, <laughs> but the, but like literally like ten minutes later or after, after the ambulance comes and takes Big Ben away, like they're right back up in that room like nothing happened. Yeah, the like the rest is, of the house is totally unaffected. The room looks no worse for wear when you see it later. Yeah, and it was engulfed in flames when they opened the door. Like. There's no way Junior would have survived. He was just chilling in there. Little cough. <laughs> and again, he is the devil. It was hilarious throwing the, the cat in his face. Oh, and I also should mention that while they're wheeling Big Ben out, Junior takes all his money out of his wallet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when they show it later in his drawer. And he's just collected all these piles of money he's stolen from different places. He has like a thousand dollars in there. It's all big bills. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he could break a fifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so from there we get the scene with the uh, the bowtie killer doing the Rorschach test with the prison psychologist, and the he keeps answering all these like uh, sunshine and butterflies and rainbows and. Like all these nice things. Yep. It's like all these really nice and uh, whatever uh, things. And the warden is just like flipping out. You don't see that. That's not what you see. There's, it's not even pink. It's in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> There's no pink in there. So they kick the warden out. And then uh, the prison psychologist gets fucking murdered. And he gets his identity stolen and his car stolen and his clothes and all that. And they just let the BTK drive right out the front gate. Mm-hmm. H.E. Pennypacker. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, uh, he's free and on the loose. And he will eventually find his way back to Junior's place. Which I don't know how he got Junior's address because Junior kept writing him from the school and not from the the Healy's let's see went to the orphanage first and this is about the time we were introduced to the neighbor girl oh yeah Mrs. Henderson and Lucy she's a real b-word mm-hmm. yesterday they didn't have a kid and now they have a seven-year-old and that's so gross <laughs> <laughs> it's not even their kid 
Adopted kids aren't even real kids. <laughs> oh, wow. So uh, Lucy's mom makes her invite Junior to her birthday party. Mm-hmm. But first, we got to go camping. And uh, on our way to the camping or whatever, little Ben gives Junior a whole dollar for his allowance so he could manage his money. <laughs> How do you manage a dollar? How do you manage a buck? When I had an allowance growing up, it was a dollar, just one dollar. Yeah, I, I think I had, I got like a little bit more than that. But once my brother got a job, I got cut off. It, it wasn't fair to me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have an allowance for all that long. I, at least by the time I was probably 10 years old, I'm sure I didn't have it anymore. Yeah. I can't remember how long I had it or how much I got. But I know, like, once my brother got a job, like, I was cut off. Like, I never got any money after that. <laughs> like, well, like, I'm two years younger than him, and I'm not working, so I guess I just don't have money now. <laughs> but uh, they go camping with Roy and his family. <laughs> Get the camping spot right next to all the porta johns, which was pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Real scenic view there, their campsite. But uh, it was a pretty funny scene because they got the campfire with all Roy's kids and they're all singing and Junior's just kind of off to the side. And uh, he's like, let's start a forest fire. <laughs> and they get all mad at him. You can't do that. And then he just whips his wang out in front of them and just pees on the fire. <laughs> sure, it smelled terrific. And then uh, meanwhile, Roy and... Uh, Little Ben are talking in the tent. Roy's showing him this realistic bear costume he's bought that he's going to use to scare the family with. And a hilarious uh, uh, misunderstanding happens mm-hmm. when Junior lures a real bear to the campsite because <laughs> he's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> and uh, Little Ben starts messing with the bear because he thinks it's Roy in a costume and he gets thrown across the campsite through the tent and then what Roy shows the, the real bear walks away and then Roy shows up in his costume and he's doing, he's doing it's like Michael Jackson's thriller video but he, it's like not a dance or whatever he's just like you're going from one side to the other yeah. Up, <laughs> yeah I love the stunt work with the bear uh, in our Great Outdoors episode, we talked about Bart the Bear. Right. Uh, they have another, uh, I guess I didn't look if they credited the bear in this one. Let's see. I don't think so. I didn't see it. Holy shit. I just saw that Carrie Von Erich played a neo-Nazi. Who's that? <laughs> the wrestler Carrie Von Erich, the Texas Tornado. Okay. I had no idea. He must have been in the prison. Yeah. I'm sure he was. Had no idea he was in there. Why do all these people have additional voice credits? Yeah, There's I don't like know. 20 Maybe. people. <laughs> it seems like a lot, doesn't it? Maybe mm-hmm. for the circus or something or the kids at the party, maybe. I don't know. There's great stunt work with this bear that they have in here. Yeah, we talked about that, I think, on maybe the Stand By Me episode or maybe another episode where I referenced Stand By Me. 
in that scene with the deer. And you know, nowadays with like three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, it's supposed to be a touching moment where, where the Francis McDormand sees a deer walking along pretty close to her. It's supposed to be like a special moment, you know, like she's like feeling the touch of her dead daughter, that type of a thing. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's a CGI deer and it just looks like shit. There's so many things today. It is, anytime there's an animal, it's got to be CGI. It's like everything looks so much better with real animals. Obviously, right. you know, with some of the, you know, scenes with Ritter in this, or some of the shots in this scene with Ritter have a guy in a costume fighting with him for some of the close-up stuff. But for the most part, you know, John Ritter's actually in front of a real live huge fucking bear <laughs> and looks great. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's a great scene. It's hilarious. He gets thrown across the campsite, like I said. And then it comes and waffles Roy in the face with a frying pan <laughs> mm-hmm. before he realizes that they've switched places. Just classic, classic uh, misunderstanding. Do they just stop training animals and hiring people, hiring animal trainers, maybe because of PETA or animal rights activists? Probably. I remember listening to Beverly D'Angelo on the uh, Gilbert Godfrey's podcast, amazing colossal podcast. She was talking about uh, every which way but loose. Uh, have you seen those movies? That one in any which way you can with Clint Eastwood. I've seen the first one. Okay, he's a his orangutan uh, is like a best friend basically. Because <laughs> he won him <laughs> won him in a match, <laughs> and uh, she was telling a story about how a trainer got him to perform a certain like stunt for a particular shot mm-hmm. and basically did it by like punching the orangutan in the balls basically or in the crotch and like making them I, I forget what it was for but basically it was then she talked about how you know the orangutan was treated uh very poorly at at certain par- certain moments so i was like eh. i mean i know they cleaned it up after that i mean throughout mm-hmm. the years there was a big fiasco Maybe about what five years ago? What was that show? Was it on Showtime? What the, it was? It was the horse controversy one. Was it uh, Luck? Was it called Luck or something? Oh, that does kind of sound familiar. Yeah, because they had to stop that show altogether. Got canceled because of there was some. I can't remember if one of the horses got hurt or sick or had to be put down, something like that. Yeah, maybe that's that too much kinda, of a liability these days. I don't know. That does kind of ring a bell. Yeah, I I definitely agree that it's better when they have real animals, like a, as far as like aesthetic goes. I know they always like the old cliche is never act with children or animals because they're too unpredictable and they're hard to work with. So I think that's part of it too. Like especially if you're like on a deadline, you don't want to have to risk having to do like, you know. The takes over and over again because the animal isn't doing what you want it to do. Uh, but also that's part of the the charm of it too is like you have an idea in mind of how the scene should go, but maybe the animal does something else and, you know, it, it might be better than what you had hoped it was going to be. So, um, but it definitely adds to the realism when you have real animals there versus uh, just a cartoon. But I, th- I think it's a lot, a combination of the, you know, 
having to deal with the animal rights people and having to bring in trainers and you know unpredictability and all that kind of goes into it and i'm sure it's just easier to just animate it yeah i found out the series was indeed called luck but it was on hbo it starred uh dustin hoffman ran from 2011 to 2012 uh says here two horses were injured during filming and later euthanized the american humane association released a statement saying that both racehorses uh suffered severe fractures that were uh, checked by veterinarians and deemed inoperable. PETA criticized HBO over the injuries and euthanization of the horses. After the death of a third horse, HBO suspended any filming involving horses while investigations by the AHA took place. It was determined that the third horse was not injured during filming. However, HBO decided to cancel the series rather than risk any further animal injuries. Yeah, the series centered around characters who are tied to the same horse racing track so yeah uh <laughs> the series about uh, revolves around a, a horse track uh, i don't think you can do it without horses right and then you know like in real horse racing was like a few years ago like they shut down california horse racing because they had like i don't know how many horses <laughs> yeah, that died. one track like, it was like, like every week they were putting down a horse it was like three weeks and a month or something like that. There was like three incidents, like back to back to back. They kept yeah. on breaking their legs during the race because the track was just dog shit. Right. So, I mean, and then you're making a, a Hollywood TV show about it. And like, well, you can't like fake horse racing. Like you got to get the shots of the horses actually running. <laughs> you can't like fake that. So, like, you run the same risks as you would if you were running the race for real. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the risk you take. Or you do a movie like uh, Problem Child and you have a parrot who says, up yours and dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know if that's an ethical treatment of an animal right there. <laughs> He's very potty-mouthed. But uh yeah so i think next is the birthday party Mm -hmm. he's not even real kid he's adopted they all pick on junior you know you can't come come you can't come to my party or you know another party at my party you can't hang out with us you can't watch my magician or my clown or whatever it was it was a magician yeah or magic yeah it was a magic it was a magic clown i think it was a clown doing a magic show Mm -hmm. that's what it was and then uh they have a montage of junior being a real wild child (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have very vivid memories of him uh throwing all the presents in the pool right of that and putting the the firecrackers on the cake filling the pinata with uh was it like olive juice it was like pickles and olives i think yeah with the juice yeah <laughs> i don't know how it held together with all that juice in there that's a pretty heavy duty plaster there put a frog in the punch bowl yeah that was a good one <laughs> i mean there's there's a bunch of other stuff that he did he put a sprinkler in her bedroom on the bed nobody saw that fucking hose going all the way up the stairs <laughs> yeah all the way through the house <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so they get a montage of him just ruining the party. Just committing, like, $20,000 in property damage. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to get a real talking to from little Ben. 
Yep. And then uh, he gets his allowance taken back. And this is where we talk about, you know, drawer full of like 50s and hundreds. <laughs> and he's looking for his $1 bill to give back to the little Ben. And he's like, I don't Maybe he could break up 50. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and Ben was going to spank him. But Paddle him with the brush. He couldn't, he couldn't do it because he walks in on Junior praying to God that Ben uh, doesn't take him back because, you know, he's such a nice person and thank you for sending them to me and having him adopt me. Now, it's, it kind of goes back and forth about whether Junior actually likes Ben or not or, you know, or if he's just playing on his sympathies throughout. Yeah. But I think in the end, like, they do have a bond. Like, it is. Yeah. Like, Ben's the only one who is ever nice to him. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that's a fact. But he still plays on his sympathies, you know. Praying to God was definitely an act for uh, Ben's benefit. Yeah. I mean, after being tossed around from family to family his entire life, you know, he's used to people giving up on him because everyone else right. has so so i think he uh, it's kind of a defense mechanism for him but uh in the end john vitter is just the perfect dad <laughs> it's like uh i can't remember which family guy episode it was but there's an episode where i don't even know what the situation was but peter's like thank you for letting me be myself <laughs> <laughs> Was he like coloring and he was going outside the lines or something? (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) But uh, I think uh, you want to talk about the Junior's Little League debut. (laughs) Big Ben is dedicating the new, what has he got? Like a big billboard of himself up in the center field. And then... uh, Little Ben decides to pinch. <clears throat> he decides to pinch hit Junior for a player who got brushed back, <laughs> and for some reason can't continue the at bat. Mm-hmm. And uh, Junior is not very good. He misses badly, and he's playing way above his age range. You think so? He's like a little Randy Johnson on the mound. He's facing off against. Uh, yeah, uh, they're all pretty big kids. The other team was definitely much better. I like Big Ben's in the crowd. He's like, he walks up to little Ben and he goes, if that kid wasn't adopted, I'd swear he was your real son. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other team starts chanting son of dork at him. Mm-hmm. And that inspires Junior to do his best. Makes contact. And uh, he takes and again little, and again and again. He takes little Ben's uh, advice because on the second strike, he lets go to the bat and it <laughs> flies off into the parking lot into Big Ben's brand new Cadillac. <laughs> and so Lil Ben tells him to hang on to the bat. He's like, maybe I think I will. And he proceeds to assault the entire opposing team with a baseball bat as he rounds the bases, which is one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Yeah, that was a nice shot of him uh, sliding into home. <laughs> While uh, getting the catcher in the groin. <laughs> I mean, that's that a good move. I love that. They don't get, I don't know, maybe they do that these days, but I don't think they do that stuff anymore. 
Like not as common. It's not as common as it was back then. Yeah. Son of dork. Son of dork. <laughs> Son of dork. Um, What's our next clip? I think the next clip isn't until they get kidnapped, right? Yeah, the aftermath. So we get the scene after baseball. They take him directly to church. Junior finds himself in the priest's section of the confessional. And here's little Ben confess about how he wants to bring Junior back and he can't handle him anymore. Mm-hmm. His fears come to fruition because he thinks little Ben's going to give up on him. And they almost do. They go back to uh, Mr. Peabody. And then they find out he's been returned 30 times already. And Ben's like, well, I can't give up on him. He doesn't deserve this. 30 times? Flo is done. She's had it. <laughs> She's no, no qualms whatsoever. But they left Junior in the car, which I think is illegal these days. <laughs> With the keys in the ignition, and he's in the driver's seat. He fucking steals their car. <laughs> I remember this too when he's driving around. Like he's down in the area between the seat and the pedals because mm-hmm. he can't reach the pedals, and he's just driving blind with little Ben on top of the car, <laughs> just weaving through traffic. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, decent little stunt there too. Did you see what book Ben was reading in the next scene? Uh, I forget. It was the exorcist. Oh, it's, yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And then we find out that Big Ben had taken all of Lil Ben's life savings to pay for his car, which I don't know how he had access to his account, but he did it. It was funny that, uh, in the previous scene, he just gets done telling Gilbert Gottfried and his wife that, I'm not going to give up on this kid. You know, 30 times is too much. And then one incident outside and he's back to, no, fuck this kid. (laughs) Well, the bow tie killer shows up as, and it's hilarious. Like Junior apparently was signing his letters as JR for some reason. And the bow tie killer thought it was like another prisoner, like another psychopathic, you know, like killer. So he's just baffled that, the junior is a seven-year-old boy and he's like no i'm not gonna do this but he stays for dinner and then he has flow for dessert (laughs) sure does (laughs) the pg movie so they're just gonna bang in the kitchen right next to the dining room where everyone's sitting i know right john redder's comatose but like it starts off as like he's gonna take advantage of her and then she flips it on him, like, 15 years? You haven't had been with a woman in 15 years? You know, like, I need some. So, like, she's all in. Sure is. But uh, the next morning, they're all gone. And uh, Lil' Ben, it's like Christmas morning for Lil' Ben. I think this is the next scene. Or the next clip. Good morning, hello sunshine. My 
thought this was supposed to be our honeymoon. You said you loved me. You called me a little kumquat. This is our honeymoon, you moron. Moron? Moron? I went to Radcliffe. I'm not just some uneducated bimbo you can tie up and do whatever you want with. You shut up. I will not shut up. I will not. Very pleasant Good. voice on Amy Asbeck. She's going to take his balls. Mm-hmm. She screamed that as she was uh, in a suitcase being loaded into the trunk of the BTK's car. Yep. Which is hilarious. Because like the rest of the movie, she's just in the suitcase. <laughs> so like she's not like actually in the movie, but like I don't, I don't know if they actually put somebody in the suitcase for those scenes or if they just like she had a suitcase that they were throwing around, but it was pretty hilarious that that was how she was the rest of the movie. Yeah. But yeah. So a hundred thousand dollars was a ransom. Like he writes the note on the wall. I don't know if it was like in ketchup or in lipstick or what it was, but it's like if you ever want to see your wife and kid again, bring a hundred thousand dollars to the circus or something like that. Yeah. And uh Ben's like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> But he, what he finds a drawing like he's going through junior stuff and he finds yeah. drawings of the family, and everybody's kind of like a demonic version of themselves, except for Ben, mm-hmm. who Mr. Is, Healy, yeah, who is the only nice drawing in the bunch. So obviously he's made a connection with Junior, and he actually is a good kid at heart. Mm-hmm. So. He goes to get some ransom money from his dad. And he finds the, the, the prune. Oh, that's right. He had given him a prune mm-hmm. earlier uh, to try and to his dad with gave him. him. I think it was his grandpa because his dad didn't oh. give him shit. Really. That's right. Yeah. His grandpa. <laughs> so he's like, why do you do it? I don't know. Because he was old and senile and he didn't know what was going on. So give me a prune. <laughs> <laughs> but. More Jack Warden being hilarious as Big Ben. Uh, he's getting ready to go on live TV. I don't know why he's going on live TV because it was just like it didn't look like he was doing an interview. Was he doing an interview? He must have been doing an interview for the news. But Lil Ben asked him for some ransom money and things don't go well. Dad, Dad I got to talk to you. What the hell are you doing here? I'm about to go on the air. Lawrence and Junior have been kidnapped. Five minutes, Mr. Eaton. All right, all right. I need $100,000. Are you insane? That kid is a monster and your wife is the original pain in the ass. This is the best damn thing that could have happened to you. Dad, are you going to lend me the money or not? No, I'm not going to lend it to you. You work for me, remember? I know what you get. You're a damn credit risk. (laughs) Okay, then I quit as your son. All right, just get the hell out of here, huh? I got a goddamn campaign to win. Oh, your campaign? The one thing you do care about. Hey, Dad, why don't you go ahead and tell the voters what you really plan on doing with this town? Overturned 18... Well, I guess we're ready with that live feed from Big Ben Healy on the campaign trail. America for the Americans. You believe that nonsense? You're steward than I thought. I'd sell my soul to the Japanese if that make me an offer. <laughs> and as for you, don't come sucking around me if you want something. The only thing you'll get from me is this. 
a big white saggy ass. <laughs> oh, it's so hilarious. It's just not that big. It's kind of a skinny ass, but. He pulls down his pants and he's got these uh, American flag boxer shorts on. <laughs> he pulls them down. And you see his bare ass on TV. Like, I don't. He was in the store. Like, he was in the middle <laughs> of the store. <laughs> like, there's people shopping right around him. Like, and the crew's all around him, too. <laughs> like, it's not like a private conversation in the first place, but he's on. I don't know. I guess he didn't see the red light on the camera either. But uh, yeah, that was hilarious that they just, Jack Warren's ass is just out there on, on the TV there. In a kid's movie, this is PG. They show, <laughs> they show old white man ass. <laughs> but we, uh, Ben, he says, fuck it. I'm going to take it into my own hands. Going to go to the circus, get my kid back. I thought it was pretty hilarious that the circus Martin and Junior are walking by the games and there's a clown who just pops out of nowhere. He's like, oh, look, a giraffe. And uh, <laughs> Martin goes, look, a fist. And he just punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it doesn't – I mean, there's no reason to have that in there, but it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, also, too, they go by the – kind of the trailers in the back and junior sees the bearded lady trailer he's like let's go look at the bearded lady and martin (laughs) goes i saw too many of those in prison (laughs) (laughs) which as a kid i don't know if i would have gotten that (laughs) i think that's a joke for the parents yeah i don't i don't think i would have gotten it either so i mean we get the showdown with uh ben and martin the Bowtie killer. Nice little action sequence here with uh, Mr. Healy and his son as he has uh, Junior Drive. As he's literally sitting shotgun, well, <laughs> out the window with a shotgun, which was because he, he, I don't know if you mentioned earlier, but he, he stole his neighbor's uh, SUV. They were going to go on a camping right. trip. Yep. And a super dad hat. Because <laughs> he had given. Uh, Roy had given Ben a hat that just said dad and then Roy had one that said super dad mm-hmm. <laughs> but even before they get in the car chase there's a uh, junior kicks the bowtie killer in the nuts uh, another obligatory nut shot in an early 90s kids movie <laughs> and he steals uh no he doesn't steal anything but he runs away through the the tent and gets in the trapeze he, like climbs up to the trapeze area Mm-hmm. and just start swinging around with the trapeze. And then they end up dropping fucking the BTK from the trapeze down to the fucking floor of the tent. <laughs> like, I don't know how he survived that. There was no net, nothing. Yeah, seeing these uh, scenes at the circus, it's kind of reminded me of when I went to the circus as a kid and thinking that now you can't really have a circus anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they kind of shut them all down. Yeah. I mean, all the big ones went out of business. All the animal rights issues and, you know, the, some of the stunts that the people do are pretty dangerous, you know. Yeah. Over the years, a lot of trapeze artists have died and gotten injured. Seems like there's just a lot of liability risks with circuses. <laughs> it's true. I mean, the only circus that's, like, running is, like, Cirque du Soleil, I think, or, like, similar ones, but they're not really circus. There's like some weird French 
bastardization of it. <laughs> I remember uh, you know, when the circus was in town when I was a kid, like you could go ride an elephant. <laughs> That's not happening today. <laughs> I don't remember that opportunity. I think I went to the circus maybe once or twice when I was real young, but like I don't, it wasn't like a thing that we did regularly. I was probably yeah. afraid of a lot of the shit. <laughs> like the clowns and stuff. Pretty freaky. But yeah, that, you mentioned the car sh- chase. Uh, that was pretty sweet. And he's like shooting up the car. Like he doesn't know that his wife is in the trunk. But like he's shooting up this guy's car. At one point the trunk pops open as they're going over a bridge and the fucking suitcase with flow in it ends up in... Uh, or no, I think it ends up on top of Ben's car, right? Yep. And then they hit a bump and it goes off a bridge and it lands into like a, a hog truck with just one hog in it. It's like a flatbed truck with a hog in the back and she lands right next to it. He's like, your your pig is making weird noises. Oh, he's kind of gassy. <laughs> or he's like, his, his stomach is fucked up. Like he's going to shit on her or something yeah well wasn't there like a big shit right in front of the suitcase <laughs> uh yeah i can't remember if they already had one in there or not like they kind of implied that it was going to do it mm-hmm. um but yeah so there's that that's the end of flow we never see flow again and i think they even see say that at the end like when they're wrapping it i was like we never saw flow again we don't know what happened to her <laughs> like nobody went to look for her like when they stopped with that, uh, those two guys in the, with the pig, like they never like said, Hey, there's a lady in the back here. What do we do with her? Like, or did they just like go bury her? <laughs> like when she dead by the time they stopped. But Ben actually, he shoots out the tire of, uh, the bow tie killer's car. He flips them over, which is pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty absurd for like a a pretty passive guy to be doing all that stuff just for for the love of his child turned into a badass an alpha he graduated from beta to alpha yeah he's like nobody cucks me (laughs) gonna get rid of both of you (laughs) (laughs) about the cops handcuffing this guy in the front like what kind of amateur hour shit is that (laughs) Like they they do that. I don't know if they do that so much anymore, but like that's such a thing in movies that irritates me like no other. Yeah. Like if you've ever watched Cops, I know you can't watch Cops anymore because it's been canceled, and also like actually canceled. But <laughs> but there's a reason why they cuff everybody behind their back, and it's so they can't steal your fucking gun and shoot somebody while you're <laughs> trying to take them into custody. Yep. He. Uh wrestles the one of the cops guns away from them and he's gonna fire at junior but mr healy steps in the way of the bullet and so does the prune yeah he had a big ben campaign button and then the (laughs) prune and uh he's totally unharmed like he's not even like bruised or anything (laughs) yeah i would think like where he got shot too like even just the impact could stop your heart yeah like, mm-hmm. i mean just getting hit in the chest that hard but he just gets up and walks away like it's nothing junior takes his bow tie off throws it off the bridge he throws like a girl <laughs> <by> yeah <all. laughs> 
that's kind of the end. Like, there's yeah. not much. I don't know if they wrapped it up with much after that, but that's just kind the, of the narration, the, basically. The you know, we never heard from Flo again, and so obviously they made two sequels, uh, as we talked about. The second one I've seen many times. It's been a long, long time since I've seen it. Third one, I didn't even remember that they had made it until I saw it on IMDb today. All right. Well, suppose we can get into some fun facts. Hey, everybody. Here's some fun facts. Throughout the film, Ben reads several self-help books on parenting. Each book features a photo of the author on the back cover. The author photos are John Ritter in various costumes. I didn't catch that. I didn't either. And apparently John Ritter and Amy Yazbeck married in real life in 1999. So they were the uh, married couple who adopted Junior in this movie. And then they got married for real nine years later. Here's a fun fact. Here's a scene that was cut, apparently. During the It's My Party montage, Lucy is sawed in half by the clown. Junior replaces the fake saw with a real saw. which ends up cutting off Lucy's dress, revealing her underwear. The scene was cut as too risque, which I can see. Yeah, I would <laughs> say so. So I'm sort of reading them like, wait a second, a real saw. <laughs> but then they do it with the underwear gag. But yeah, little girls and underwear, it's good they Even cut that. So. Yeah. so apparently there's an ad campaign for this film that included, quote, reviews from a number of famous movie villains. So they had Al Capone said, four-star fun for the whole gang. Captain Hook said, two thumbs up. <laughs> Frankenstein said, 10 out of 10, Junior had me in stitches. <laughs> Freddy Krueger said, this kid gives me nightmares. <laughs> Leatherface said, Junior's a real cut-up. Darth Vader said, I wish he were my son. <laughs> and Bart Simpson said, don't have a cow. Just see this movie, dude. Mm. Bart Simpsons was the lamest one. Definitely. Here's a fun fact. IMDb claims that the role for Junior was originally meant for Macaulay Culkin. Because Macaulay Culkin always played that character in every other movie. Here's another fun fact. Maybe you'll remember this. The VHS version. Like, so I know you said it was on TV a lot, but do you ever remember renting the VHS tape from the store when you were a kid? I don't think so. Like I, I, like I said, I, I always remember seeing it on TV, but I don't know if I ever rented it as like a, you know, a real movie. I think we did once. I mean, we watched it mostly on TV, but I think we did rent it once. I do believe this does sound a little familiar. Uh, the VHS version adds an extra bit just before the closing credits in which Junior interrupts it to tell the audience that he'll be back next summer for Problem Child 2. Uh, then he disappears and a loud flatulent noise is heard, followed by Ben shouting, Junior! Him laughing, then the closing credits roll. So the VHS version was released in January 31st, 91. So I, I think I remember that, but I'm not sure. That's funny. Like, they were just thinking, like, did they think that people would only be watching that movie in the, like, six months between the VHS and the, the sequel? Yeah, just a little marketing on their part, I guess. <laughs> like nobody will ever they're just gonna rent this once and never watch it again. <laughs> they're only gonna watch it in this first month that it's out. Oh, I just got reminded by the the trivia is not very uh 
interesting, but I'm reminded that the birthday party was a costume party and Junior showed up dressed as the devil. Mm-hmm. Like the literal devil. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little on the nose, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Amy Esbeck returns in the sequel as a school nurse. Okay. Remember that? Yeah. No, I, I, I forget how they tr- treat her character. I don't know. I guess it could be a different character, but I'm guessing it's the same one. But I forget their reasoning. No, in the second one, her character's name is Annie Young. Oh, she's the, the girl's mom. So the girl is Trixie. Yep, that's right. Yeah. And she's, yeah, her and John Ritter hit it off. That's weird. She plays a different character. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's right. I can't believe I forgot that now. That it was the same actress. And she's <laughs> a bitch in the first one. And she's really nice and loving in the second one. That's so weird. A group named In Defense of Animals organized protests against a poster for the film that showed a cat in a dryer. They also complained about a scene in which a cat's legs are hurt by a junior. Here's a fun fact. Apparently Christopher Lloyd was supposed to play the bow tie killer, but he turned it down because of his commitments to Back to the Future 3. Yeah, I just came up on that one, so I think we've kind of covered everything that is uh, of interest. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we still have another film from our youth we're going to talk about. We got Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze coming up next. Uh, Other than that, uh, Brett, why don't you tell us about Teespring and your podcast? Yeah. If you want some WTM merch, if you want to support the show and rep our logo or a different version of our logo you can head over to teespring.com slash stores slash wtm watch this movie and you can check that out you can also listen to my other podcast the positively wolfy podcast on any uh podcast app where you uh might be listening to this one right now and on the positively wolfy podcast We provide unqualified commentary on allegedly real news where we take uh, some unusual, strange, crazy, odd news articles and kind of break them down. We usually get off on tangents, uh, talk about other stuff that's it's a little stream of consciousness. Um, So it's a lot of fun. Check it out wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah, you can uh, email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie or Brett at PositivelyWolf1. You can check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. And please rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. Hey, man, you're off my case.